What's going on, guys? I'm Christoph. And I'm McKenna. And this is the Learning on the Job podcast. What's going on, guys, man? We are so excited to be back in the groove with you guys. I cannot express to you um, how much we have missed doing this on a regular basis. We took mm-hmm. a little bit of a break, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, man. I think we just had to get some stuff together personally. We had to figure some stuff out. We had to figure out how we're going to do this, mm-hmm. you know, um, long term. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think we, we put together some structures. We put together some pieces. And I think we're really, really um gonna be like hitting the ground running now we're super yeah, excited, excited about what's next um it was actually kind of funny i was reading um i heard this quote one time it's from the chick-fil-a ceo and he literally said something like man every couple of years like or every you know every so often you have to change your processes um in order to adapt to what it is that you're currently doing and so like i think that's what we we had to do we had to take a <laughs> take a beat you know change our process up a little bit uh so that we could truly figure out you know how we want this to go and and what it is that we want to convey and how to do it in the best way possible so yeah I'm pretty pumped mm-hmm. yeah how you doing this week you know it's been it's been a hard week yeah to be honest with you guys and um I think that we're kind of on the other side of it right now and I mean, even it's funny what you just said about the whole Chick-fil-A thing about, you know, the business structure has to be every so often like readjusted. Well, I think that rings true in everything. Um, I think it even rings true in our marriage. You know, like every so often I feel like we've had to um, kind of readjust and, and reevaluate. OK, um, even talking about expectations mm, yeah. and like to really just like talk through some things together. And I know that you guys are probably like, hey, you guys must do that all the time for you doing a podcast. Well, it's funny. You guys hear most of our conversations that we have. Um, you don't hear some of them, but um, it's really important that we stay intentional to do this. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the piece that, um, ironically, I feel like the podcast in a way has really benefited us. Oh, yeah. That it allows uh-huh. us to do this kind of in a public forum mm-hmm. um, with it, I think it's a level of accountability um, for us to be able to like flesh these things mm-hmm. out. And I think we've gotten to the point where like, we know that microphones are here, but we feel the freedom mm-hmm. to say, uh, I'm still getting there. <laughs> true, true, microphones true. freak me out. <laughs> um, but I feel like we're getting there to where we feel the freedom to express what it is. That's like kind of in our hearts mm-hmm. for that moment. Yeah. And um, I think that has been the, really just you're so right i think we just we had to take some time we had to readjust mm-hmm. um you know the last couple of weeks have been have been a little difficult um you know man let's actually just go ahead and get into it um really just the the marriage moments marriage moment marriage marriage is what brings us together today and so like for us this week, I think, man, I have been dealing with a lot of my, um, I've been in my head, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. we, we talk about, and like, I'm not, 
we probably have talked about the Enneagram to some extent on every episode. Um, and, <laughs> we're huge fans. I mean, we're huge fans. Like, I try not to live my life too, right. yeah. too close to to personality test or yeah, you know, like, Myers oh, Briggs. I'm a, I'm a two. I must yeah. everything that it says. I must be that. Yeah, exactly, man. Because that that stuff really does not define you. And I just want to no. make that clear. Yeah. Um, it's a great leap like a, a great uh leap pod or a good you know jumping off mm-hmm. spot for you to like dig into your personality yeah and that's what i really appreciate about it um is that like i i have some ideals you know like mm-hmm. that that i that help me to understand who i am and yeah. what i do a little bit better right and so as an eight uh personality type i guess i I was told, I think I disintegrate, which means like when I'm unhealthy, Mm -hmm. um, I disintegrate into a five, um, which is a thinker. Mm -hmm. And for me, Oh wow. That's really true. That is so true Mm -hmm. because I think this is the last couple of weeks has been, it's just me in my head, me overanalyzing everything. Um, we've talked about this, me and McKenna, but just the idea that like, you know, when I'm, when I feel a level of distance, Mm -hmm. like any level of distance, um, from my wife, like I immediately get in my head and like every little thing is analyzed, hyper analyzed, over analyzed. Uh-huh. I'm like, ooh, man, she just she's smacking too, you know. Like I, I, I think <laughs> I, I might have brought that up the last couple of weeks. I was just like, <laughs> you, I was like, you, you smacking too hard on that food. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that's all of a sudden that's an annoyance to me when before I didn't notice it at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like those small things that we don't that really aren't issues at all. Right, all of a sudden, so right? They're so small, but all of a sudden they become like. Hi, we hyper focus on them mm-hmm. um, and they become magnified as a yeah. result of how we feel and in the moment. And so like that level of distance for me triggered some emotional mm-hmm. uh, stuff that I didn't know was there. Like, you mm-hmm. know, stuff that I'm getting annoyed at small things are, oh, why did she do that? You know, like well, I think a couple of days she hopped in the shower before me. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like well, before I was going to work, I get I try to get up early, you know, get on the grind, get my word and and then you know get to working a little bit early and um and so I, i'm usually the first one up and i'm usually the first one to get in the shower and then i'm the first one out the door yeah we're creatures of habit for sure for <laughs> sure but the last couple of days she was just waking up like 30 <laughs> minutes earlier than normal and trying to get in the shower well, there's before a reason. me there's a reason I, I understand yeah. there's a re- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you get there i promise <laughs> okay. i am no, I'm, I'm for real because <laughs> that's my I, that's that's my fault i I'm, i know this is like that was like sending me for sure. Cause I was sitting there, I'm like, why is she doing that? Why is she like, it seems like she's trying to spite me. Cause mm-hmm. I was already feeling that distance. And so I was like, you're trying to spite me. You're just going to wake up earlier than I am. So you can get in the shower, but you know, I got to be at work at a certain time. And it's like all of these different thoughts. And, and, and the enemy really just does a job of just trying to attack my mind and manipulate mm-hmm. my mind in a certain way. And none of those things are the case. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she really needed the shower. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like, that's, she stank. <laughs> uh, she stank. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, well, that too. See but um, oh. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. You don't stink. I love you. But 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 you know, she just really needed to hop in the shower, and and man, my selfishness wouldn't allow that to happen. You know, without a fight, mm-hmm. and and that's something I've been dealing with this week. Is just like, how do I handle myself when? Well, one, how do I handle myself when things? aren't going the way that I want them to, to how do I manage my emotions um, and stop them from being in a unhealthy place yeah. when I'm faced 
with situations that do not necessarily make mm-hmm. me feel good. Yeah. And and that's the thing we've we've processed through. And I think, man, you know, listening to sermons, doing different things, it's just like we've understood, man, hey, this is not always about our happiness. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you're you're not gonna always make me happy. Right. But um I need to know what to do in that situation when you don't. Right. Exactly. And that's something that we talked about two nights ago, um, where I just had this realize, I mean, this realize, I just realized during the day that, um, it kind of just hit me. It's this thing that we all know. And especially when you're getting ready to get married, people tell you this all the time. You know, your spouse is never, was never meant to make you happy, you know, but holy, we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest, I think that's an expectation that we have all had at one point or another that this this person, my spouse is going to, is going to fill me up. It's going to fill all the emptiness in me. He's going to, he's going to fix the things in me that hurt or are broken. And, and, um, he's just, he's going to be everything I need, you know? And it's this expectation that, that nobody really wants to admit, or at least I didn't, you know? And I think that I had gotten to this point where, um, you know, I was just feeling just run in the mill, like, kind of down. And then when he didn't make it better, <laughs> cause he can't, you know, he can't, you can't fix those things. Mm. And, um, and when that didn't happen, I think that that's when I started to grow distant. Um, because you know, it's just this, um, this impulse of I'm going to protect myself, um, from, from, you know, further hurt. Um, and, um, but like I was saying, I just had this realization that, Oh my gosh, Christoph was not created to ever film be responsible for my happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I can't find that first in God, then that's where I'm going wrong. You know, and um and I think that's what people talk about and and really just stress when you're single is man, you've got to um you've got to seek that out while you're still single yeah. of just knowing that the only thing that can fully ever satisfy you is God. And when you go into a marriage, not knowing that yet, you'll look to your spouse to do that. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And that's that's really what it's about. Um, And so really, man, guys, that's for us, you know, there's no there's not even a need. I don't think to even get into roses and thorns because that's really what it's been. (laughs) Like It's it's been honestly thorn after thorn after thorn for the last couple of weeks. And, you know, not to say life is bad because like there's always still love there. And mm-hmm. that's the that's the beautiful thing is that love still prevails even in the midst of our, you know, even in the midst of the pressure we feel. Right. Yeah. Love still prevails in the midst mm-hmm. of the pressure that we feel. Um, but we we ultimately our, our ultimate goal is to love each other through those situations. Yeah. yeah. Um, not try to like love our each other out of those situations. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh. You know, like like talk ourselves out of love or whatever the situation may be. So I'm, I'm really thankful, um, man, that I just have a wife that, that is open, you mm-hmm. know, to, to conversation and for us to break it down and really get, you know, into a, a good and healthy place. Yeah. And I think we're in a really good rhythm, um, once again. Um, and we had to take some time. We had to mm-hmm. readjust, you know what I'm saying? And, and now we're in a really good rhythm where, you know, we can continue and there will be yeah. more readjustment periods. But I'm blessed because we have, you know, this platform, this space to be able to readjust in yeah. real time. Yeah. And even, you know, I'm I, I can I can speak for myself on this. 
I go back and listen to these episodes. Yeah, yeah, like, I do too. And, and it's it's very life giving for mm-hmm. me um, to be able to hear. Oh man, that's where we were mm-hmm. even three weeks ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it, <laughs> it's crazy what can happen. Right, mm-hmm. and it's a reminder. It's yeah. a reminder of the fact that like our love is still strong, but we have to keep it strong. Yeah. We yeah. have to, you know, just like you have to go into the gym and work out, you know what I'm saying? In order to build your mm-hmm. muscle, build your strength, um, over time, uh, so that your bones don't deteriorate as fast as you get older. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to continue to pour gasoline on the already existing flame of our love, like mm-hmm. consistently and over and over so that it doesn't deteriorate you know what I'm saying? Over the course of a lifetime. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to talk about something for just a minute or two and even just ask you, but, um, it's this conversation of when you do feel distance or, or like some there's tension or there's pressure between you and your spouse. And let's just talk specifically about our situation this past week. But I just want to talk about what could we have done differently and what are we going to do differently? You know, if that ever, when that happens again. Yeah. I think the biggest thing we could have, it's, it's, and it's the recurring motif in our life, but it's communication. Yeah. I think the biggest thing we could have done is talk about it. Um, you know, I think we, we kind of relegated to our, we were kind of relegated to our corners. Mm-hmm. Like we, we put ourselves in our own corners and we right. said, Hey, you know, we go we're going to fight this out mm-hmm. by ourselves. Yeah, oh my you know gosh. what I'm saying? And that's yeah. what it, that's what it really felt like. It was kind of like we're in a the analogy that comes to mind is like we're in a boxing ring and we, you know, we just finished duking it out, you know, hitting mm-hmm. each other, whatever, going below the belt, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, the bell is rung and we're in our respective corners mm-hmm. and we're not dealing it, you know, we're we're by ourselves, we're sitting there trying to rest, trying to recover from the fight that we just had and we're not talking it out. Mm-hmm. We're not having a conversation. We're on two opposite ends of the ring. Yeah. And we're and, and it's just been a fight instead mm-hmm. of a, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. It's not about us fighting each other, it's about us fighting together. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's another enemy that's in the ring and he's just, you know, kicking our butt basically. And we're just mm-hmm. on the other side, like, oh man, I can't stand you. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's it's you, mm-hmm. and it's not him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that is probably the biggest thing that I think we could have done better is just communicate through this, um, yeah. and turn you know turn our turn our fists from each other to the enemy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, really, well, who's the real enemy yeah. here? Yeah, it's not you or me. It's it's uh the word says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but right. against powers and principalities. Right. So, I mean, that's, think, that's something I just think we could have done a little bit better this week is just, or the last couple of weeks is just process through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think both of us were so unwilling. I think I, I think I was, um, I think I just like, and it was a string of things, but mm-hmm. I think, I think I just kind of reached my wit's end yeah, and not in a like, I'm done with this type of way. Just <laughs> yeah. like, I can't keep saying the same thing. Right. For well, me, it was becoming repetitive and a little redundant because I yeah. was like, I, I've been saying this and I've been wanting to talk about this mm-hmm. and like nothing's changed. It's actually just getting worse. Well, I think part of that is because like, um, I think sometimes there's something that maybe hurts you or something that, okay, I'll just talk about personally. <laughs> um, I think sometimes it's easy when, when something has hurt me or offended me, um, that even it doesn't honestly, doesn't matter how much we talk about it. If I'm not willing 
to let that go and to fully release it, um, then it's going to be really a really redundant thing. It's going to keep coming up, you know. And and I think, I think like I said before, um, if I'm not finding all my satisfaction first in the Lord, then you know I'm going to keep looking for it in Christoph, and he's going to keep failing me in that area because Absolutely. you know and, and if he looks at, for that in me I'm going to fail him always you know um but I think I think what I've needed to understand is that um when I walk into my home every day you know from whatever I'm doing a long day and I walk in and I say you know what my reason for being here right now is to serve my husband and to love him mm. um not for him to fill me up not for him to fix the broken things in me, but to serve and love my husband. I heard um, John Bevere talk about on his podcast, he was saying, um, oh, what was it? Oh, he was saying, when you get married, you're basically signing yourself up for a lifetime of serving this person. Yeah. That's what that means, you know? But what's funny about that is that that's when joy comes. Right, right. And that's that's what I, for me, it wasn't so much so that I was battling with like needing you to give me happiness mm. but what i was battling through these is the idea man like you know I, I mean even work was a little hard because it's hard to stay happy when your home ain't right mm-hmm. like it's 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 hard to to stay yeah. energized when you know you when you come to your refuge and you don't actually ever find that refuge mm-hmm. like you know if your home is supposed to be your your your, your sanctuary your your refuge your 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 place your calm from the storm mm-hmm. If your home don't feel that way, then right. it's like, oh, wow. Like, I never really got any rest. Like, I got, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I got beat up with things at work. I got beat up with things on the way here. I got beat up with things on the phone, my text message, social yeah. media. I got beat up there. I came home. I wanted to rest. I couldn't rest. It's still a battleground. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that's the that's the thing that I think was most difficult for me was that, like, I just was feeling like I could never, I could never find that rest, mm. that moment where I could just, like, hey, like, it's cool. Like we can just be here, you know, mm-hmm. and we were still living life. It was normal. It was, it wasn't like, you know, like, Oh yeah. yeah. I'm one, we're in the other room. Like we're in the same room mm-hmm. with each other. We're just not looking but at each other. But it's just all the unspoken things. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny. I think, I think there's like a special understanding when you're married mm. that it's like all the unspoken things are actually so loud. Oh yes. You know, and they're screaming, they're screaming yeah. in the room and we're just like, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's such. It's the okay. The word "fine" is like a curse word in this house. hundred <laughs> percent. It's it's the worst. The two words in the English language is "I'm fine." You put those together, and it's like, yeah, cool. Like all hell broke loose for sure. <laughs> like I'm fine means like I'm on fire, like, uh-huh. or you're on fire. I want to light you on fire. Oh that's, my god. That's what I'm fine means. So, yeah, I've I've learned to uh, decipher well that word and be like, hey, that's not the truth. And and honestly, call it for what it is, and it hasn't been comfortable. But just being like, "Hey, that's not the truth," and you just lied to me, like, Ouch. yeah. And, and she and she does not like when I go there, but that's the truth. I like, don't. Anytime you hit me, look, omission of the truth is a lie, right? That's and, true. And yeah. that I, I used to have a big problem with lying, and so I, I know firsthand when you don't, when somebody asks you something mm-hmm. and you don't give them the truth of the matter, yeah. you're lying to them. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. And like, that's how I feel. I take it very personally because again, I, that was me. I, I lied a whole mm-hmm. bunch. And, and I, but you know, when I, when I really got convicted of that, it became a thorn. It became something that I felt really deep. So when I ask you if you're okay or, Hey, what's going on? And you're like, nothing. I'm like, you just lied to me. <laughs> 
Like it literally just happened right. And there. that's so painful to hear that because it's true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And so it's it's been it's been that's been a difficult piece to deal with, but man, it's been really fruitful. Yeah. I think here in the last couple of days for yeah. us to really process through that. And so for that, I'm just thankful. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful I have a, a beautiful wife who loves me enough to um to fight with me um and then fight for me. Yeah. And I'm I'm really Always. appreciative of I that, love baby. You. I love you too, baby. Well guys, we've got uh a dope episode for you today. We've got oh my I mean gosh. I'm gosh, so excited. Uh, it's the level of vulnerability these two have displayed is unmatched i'm telling you i really 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 love this couple here man it is uh the georges we got charlie and courtney george they are absolutely amazing um they are two people who love the lord with all their heart um and and they're young and they got kids i mean kids on kids on kids (laughs) on kids it's actually four so they got four kids and they got all types of and i mean they just the animals and and all this stuff they've got a whole lot going on they're living the craziest life but it's amazing absolutely it's a good crazy and um and god (laughs) has really blessed them uh to be able to handle it all, mm-hmm. especially at, you know, 27 and 28. So mm-hmm. I, I'm super thankful to be in relationship with them. I think we're both thankful yeah. uh, to be in relationship with mm-hmm. them now. And we can't wait for you guys to hear it. So here it is. Episode four, I believe. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't keep up. Let's go with that. Episode four, Charlie and Courtney George. Man, we are so excited to have these guys here today, man. It's going to be a good, good, good Good episode. We got the Georges here, man. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Who, who, who are you? Yeah, what's up? I'm Charlie George. I'm Courtney George. Mm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, yeah, so I'm the student director at The Bridge. Uh, I get the opportunity to oversee 6th through 12th graders, which is a lot of fun. It's crazy. It's busy. Uh, but it's been a lot of cool. A lot of cool. That was uh, good grammar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do grammar for a living, clearly. <laughs> I love that. What, what so about awesome. you, Courtney? Uh, I get to stay home with our four kids, which is also good and crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got a good boss. <laughs> Ooh. No, this is, <laughs> sorry, we just saw they got their, got their little baby, their youngest here. And uh, I just saw him just like move his arm. And I was like, <gasps> you know, kind of had that feeling of anxiety. Just That's randomly it. happened. So. He's on the couch. He could roll off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't We've call CPS. He's fine. It's fine. <laughs> He's literally barricaded in, guys. This, this, we good. That's not the case. Yeah. All is well. But man, I mean, we're seriously like couldn't be more blessed uh, yeah. to have you guys with us today. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's just kind of go ahead and get into it, man. Um, let's get it. We talked about this a little bit already, uh, but I, I know everybody would love to hear. Man, how did you guys meet? Uh, do you want the real story or her story? <laughs> uh, both. Both. All right. You, you you tell your story and I'll, I'll jump in when you miss something. You'll jump in with your false story. OK, great. Um, so. <laughs> So we actually met at Tilly's in Aubrey Mills Mall. I was one of the managers there, and we were um, hiring a lot of summer help for the get back to school season, and Charlie was one of those. Um, I did not know he existed for a couple <laughs> weeks, probably. Uh, that's partially um, true. She knew I was there. She, she, was, she, was, she was peeping. She saw me. Go ahead. Something like that. Um, And so I had to help with a lot of the HR paperwork. And um, also part of that was I got to make name tags. And I spelt Charlie's name wrong. I had never met a guy, Charlie. So I spelt it L-E-Y. 
And so he had to make it his job to come to me and try to smoothly. <laughs> that was his way in. Yeah, wait. that was his way in. Smoothly wait, start wait. conversation with how I misspelled his name. Am I, you came and, and asked me how to spell my name. No, I handed you the name tag and you were like, um. Uh, that might be true, actually. You're like, oh, I thought we were going to be friends. Actually, I, I, yeah. never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I legit forgot that until just now. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I fixed that. And then I did have to like come back and be like, Hey, like, what's your number? Oh, while I'm holding the paperwork, while I'm holding (laughs) the paperwork. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's kind of like a long story short, like it kind of just gradually built up from there. We started talking more and then we did this team builder. And after the team builder, he asked me to go hang out with him. And what he says Mm -hmm. was a bunch of other people. And so I had already had some plans. So I was, yeah. So I was putting it off and uh, finally gave in. And when I got there, it was only him and like two of his other friends. How long did it take you to show up? It was like an. How long was it? Like two hours. No, you yeah. you like thought about it. You went and watched a movie, and then you came over. It was like three hours later. We were <laughs> having make a, him sweat. There was yeah. a whole bunch yeah. of people hanging out. Play three hours later, she shows up. That's only partially my fault. <laughs> it, it, partially my fault. I'll 100%. take a little credit. Um, yeah. So then after that, we just started talking more and wanting to hang out more. And he went on tour with his band. It, well, nope. a band he was in. That's it. Not his <laughs> band. Get it. And, uh, when he got back, like he started asking me to go on like real dates and the story worked out was just super strict about, um, management fraternizing with (laughs) (laughs) associates. Um, and so, you know, I, I was what, 18, 19, 19, what? 20. You were 20. How was I? We, we only, I was 20. You were 20. Sorry. I don't, come on. What is time? Wait, how old were you? Um, I thought she was older. (laughs) <laughs> I want the oh world gosh. to know I thought she was older. <laughs> no, okay. No, you're right. I was 20. I was 20. <laughs> but wow. here I am, a 20-year-old making salary pay. Like Get, that's, in, that's why I knew that we were meant to be. Yeah. I needed money. So I really, and I was living on my own, so I really needed a job. Mm-hmm. And so I told him that I this could not be a thing anymore. Mm. We could not see each other because I really needed my job. And lo and behold, the next day, Charlie goes in and quits his job Ooh. and pretty much just like, what now? What are you doing tonight? <laughs> so hey. Hey. the rest was history, you know, yes, like, yeah. yeah. So we started dating like the end of June of 2012. We got engaged October 9th of 2012 and then we were married December 8th. Bada boom, bada bang. Bang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Hey. Hey. Wait, so I, now we got to hear the other side. Like, tell me, how do you feel about this? Like, was yeah, most of that accurate? Yeah, most was true. Uh, there was a few pieces she didn't know. The first time I actually ever saw her, I called my little brother. I was like, hey, I met this girl. She's the manager of the store. I'm going to marry her. He said two things. One, that's perverted. You can't say that. Two, probably not going to marry her. He was wrong. Well, at least about the second part. I didn't marry her. So, but then when she did, I, she came to ask about my name. I thought she was flirting with me for real. So I was like, hey, girl, you ain't got to make up a story. Just come talk to me. She's like, okay, for real, how do you spell your name? I'm like, I know what you're playing. Nah, she goes, it. no. And she walks off. And then I thought the same thing. Was I had a my job number. to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, she did. She was working her job. I was working the field. That's right. <laughs> That's it, man. It worked. It, yeah, 100%. So, something worked. Oh, it made sense for you. 
It did. Yeah. I had nothing to lose. Persistence is important. Yes. Even in the workplace. I'm just kidding. Please don't. Don't go out there. I was about to say, even yeah, in the no workplace. No one listens to Christoph, no, please. That's, that's so many bad workplace like environment. I read a rule handbook today. It says something about that, I think. Oh, bro, there's a whole section on it. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, you, it's funny, man. I got a buddy who uh, who works at uh, who works at a uh, large place uh, started by one man and named by one man that won't be named but here in Nashville. And... Um, he he uh he works there you know they're very you know uh, kind of uh, christian culture there and the way that they handle things like bro you got to go talk to leadership like it's like it's like a church it's oh, not yeah. a church but you got to go talk to leadership have a conversation and be like hey we're mm. going to be dating here and like they like facilitate it like there you in go. the workplace so or it's you like, could just quit your job that's what i did that's the way to do it man <laughs> that's the way to you do it but in this place they pay it. well I was only making minimum wage, if that. <laughs> I just walked across the street. That's the best part. When I quit my job, I just applied at the store across the hall from her. Yeah. So then I could still work and see her. I could see her. We could be dating. Couldn't get fired it. anymore. Hey, girl. It worked. I'd take breaks to walk across the hall. It was great. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Exactly That's the way so to do it. We'll do a whole dating segment, and you guys can just talk about that. Oh, for... Uh, I appreciate it. I got a good discount on shoes. <laughs> That's great. Where'd you work? I was at Aldo. Ooh, I was, oh, shoes I was legitimately right across okay. the hall. I worked at Lids, so I sold hats. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's good. That's it. I like it. That's good. Justin Bieber came at one time. Nice. I never saw Bieber. Yeah, it was lit. It was lit. Memphis. At the Opry Mills? No, in Memphis. I worked at oh, Lids in Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And uh, Justin Bieber came in one time, and I was like, hey, what's up, youngin? Um, but I wasn't there, so I didn't, that didn't happen to me. Um, <laughs> you can't take credit for that, then. <laughs> but it was at my store, so. It counts. It counts. It counts completely. Association. Yeah. By association. Yes. It works. For sure. Man. Uh, so wait, what, what's the time out there? How long have you guys been together? Then? Uh, we have been married a little over six years now. Yes. Known each other six years and a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hey, so let's get into that real quick. Like the, the quick engagement, the quick made dating everything. process like yeah. quick everything yeah. right like what 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 made that possible yeah like what actually not made that possible what triggered that thought for you guys what made you want to say hey i'm gonna i'm in forever. i'm in right now yeah i know my answer do you know yours you can go first all right bet uh so we can get into more stories as we go but i, I had a broken past and i had a lot of trust issues uh and so real early on i realized that she was someone i could trust mm. for whatever reason uh, we saw that played out in different areas of our life, but what I realized is that I could trust her with my feelings, with mm-hmm. my future, with my, uh, and so I knew instantly, I'm like, I need to marry this girl. Cause I literally don't trust anybody in the entire world with yes. anything, but I trusted her with everything. Wow. Uh, and I, I didn't understand it then. Uh, but I knew I could trust her. Mm-hmm. That's good. I better preach. Uh, mine's kind of along the same lines. Like I had a broken past too. And one of my biggest struggles is, um, feeling like I'm never enough. Um, and so I think with him was like, he always went above and beyond clearly to make me a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really big for me. Cause I yeah. had never had that. Like I was always the one t- trying to like take care of the other. And then mm. for once, like someone was taking care of me. Wow. Wow. Y'all got bars. Yeah. Know. I don't know if you knew that. You know, just throwing out like she tried to make me high cry. key bars, bro. That's yes. good. That's really good. That's good. <laughs> she needs, you guys need to teach a marriage conference. Um, <laughs> or attend a few. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> but, we haven't gotten that deep yet. <laughs> hey, it's all right. It's coming. It's coming. Um, 
I mean, it actually leads perfectly into the next question. And I, I think it's just like, man, tell us, tell us a little bit about life before each other. Mm-hmm. Like before you, before you guys started making googly eyes at each other. <laughs> yeah. What happened before then? How long is this podcast? Yeah. Oh man. How much time do you have? I mean, we got a little time, but like not a lot of time. Okay. So. I'll give you the quick version. Uh, or do you want to give your, I'll give you go first. first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was uh, 19 in college. We'll just skip to that point. 19 in college, met another young woman. Uh, I thought I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, we actually ended up getting married, uh, not Courtney, another lady. Uh, we got married, uh, moved out to wow. Texas where her and her family were from. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I started marriage young. You know, I was 19. And so I thought that was going to be the rest of my life. Uh, and four months into that marriage, marriage sucked. Uh, if you didn't know that or haven't been married, marriage can suck. And mm. we got to that place. And basically my ex-wife decided, hey, it's not worth it. Uh, and left, and I'm not blaming her. I had I had my own issues in the marriage. She had issues, but she decided it wasn't worth it and left. And so that was most of my relationship uh, that I knew was was that wow. marriage. And so mm-hmm. now I'm 20, uh, divorced, uh, not really knowing what's going on in my life, which is why I mentioned I didn't trust anybody. Yeah, I didn't trust her, wow. her family, all my friends. A lot of people mm-hmm. betrayed me in that season. Uh, and so I was alone. Uh, that's why I wanted to be alone. That's why I wanted to be shut off from everybody else is because... I had been so severely wounded. Uh, it should have been a relationship that ended like with a breakup, but we made a bad decision and got married. More bad mm-hmm. decisions, got divorced. And so yeah. I had a whole mess of trust issues, anger issues, yeah. just confusion of what marriage was supposed to be, what family was supposed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. It just really messed up all this stuff in my head of what that stuff looked like. And so that's what Courtney walked into was that mess ball. And mm-hmm. I trusted her with all that for some some reason. Wow. Wow. That was a really condensed version. That was yeah, really condensed. Yeah. There's a lot there that I feel like could be impacked, but that's the small piece of no, it. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. What about you, Courtney? <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess I'll skip ahead, too, to, like, 18. Uh, you know, I'm Miss Young, independent. Decided to move out because I was making good money. I could do it. Um, moved in with a guy, and... Um, me ended up being the one, you know, paying all the bills, like putting forth all the work. Um, but we actually ended up getting engaged and then we moved to Nashville. Um, and he turned out to be very, um, verbally and physically abusive. Mm. And, you know, just to the point that's like, I was like, I was too scared to leave because I didn't know, you know, Mm. what would happen. And, Um, I was too ashamed to go back to my family because I knew what I was doing was wrong. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, everything kind of fell apart from there. And then I started working at Tilly's and didn't think I would ever be open to another relationship again, mm-hmm. like, so mm-hmm. soon. Um, wow. Yeah. We both Gosh, met each other so in quite the yeah. bad spots oh of our gosh. life, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the low points. Yeah, that's so hard. Um, so when you say that you met Charlie right after that, um, how did you end up kind of breaking off from that relationship? From my past one? Yeah. Um, well, a bunch of different things. Um, Jesus, one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I honestly literally had to convince myself at some points that it never happened, Mm. you know, like just, I just tried to like erase it completely, you Mm -hmm. know, um, mainly out of like shame, Mm -hmm. you know, 
Um, I didn't want to, it's really taken me up until the past few years to actually open up and tell my story because of how ashamed I felt Mm. doing that. Um, but then I think, yeah, pretending Mm. like it never happened. And then, uh, you know, just in the battles back and forth with Jesus, you know, like mm-hmm. going back to, you know, what did yeah. I do wrong right. for to be treated like this? You Gosh. know, like, why was I not enough? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I had, I had already been, you know, in one of those, like I was mad at God, so I hadn't been to church. And mm-hmm. like, I also wasn't really a believer, so we never mm-hmm. went to church. And um, I also think that's what's so good about Charlie and I though is because we were both in that place and so we were both like we both knew God existed right but we weren't investing into that relationship Mm -hmm. it was all these other relationships so we stepped apart from that Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's like we both kind of came back and so we just have this like foundation of finding that restoration in Jesus Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's been Mm -hmm. huge for our marriage is in that like we started going back to church together and yeah that's so awesome and I think even to just encourage you a little bit I know um I feel like I can only speak for women but that is such um a tactic of the enemy Mm. to say you're not enough Mm. you know and to say that to blame that for so many for every area of life you know like this is this is a failure this falling apart and it's all because you're not enough which it's, it couldn't be further from the truth, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and good. even I'm just really thankful for you opening up about, uh, just about what you had been through because I know I've been in a relationship, you know, in high school is just so silly, but I felt so trapped, you yeah. know, because yeah. I, I was afraid to ask for help mm-hmm. because I was ashamed and I was afraid to just, you know, flat out break it off because just a fear, of what what could happen, yeah. and um, and that's that's just something I think needs to be talked about more, um, because because I just I think that so much could be avoided if we just allowed people to to grow, mm-hmm. you know, and to and to learn and to make a mistake, um, and then to just walk them through it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. it's okay to be in a bad place and need to. Yeah. Start over, reset, right. reach out for help. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But to but to not um, to not leave them there. You know, yes. we're gonna okay. You can bring your mess to me, but I'm not gonna walk with you any further. Right. <laughs> you know, but but I think it's so it's so important, and this is something that I I want to instill. You know, with our kids or just with people yeah. we walk with, is that. You can bring your mess here. Your mess is welcomed here, That's good. and we're gonna walk with you through it all the way, yeah, all the way to the other side. Yep. Yeah, yep. Don't con- it's like it's not this idea of like, oh, you know. Confess your sin now. Lay in it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like that's, yeah. I now feel a, condemned. I think that's a lot of what the yeah, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of what the church has done to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's like yes. it's been like hey, historically man, for you sure. Know, historically, like hey, you know, bring all you who are heavy, you know, who are burdened, mm-hmm. bring it here to the church. Yeah. Confess it. Now sit in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. For the rest of your life. Yep. Yep. Like you know what I'm saying, and and you'll and you'll always mm-hmm. be the center, and you know until mm-hmm. you. Can experience complete transformation and you're completely saved and completely sanctified here on earth and completely perfect um you know that's when you'll be able to achieve it and man it's it's that idea of like actually it's a process of continual sanctification Mm -hmm. and you won't be perfect quote unquote um until your body is made new in heaven absolutely that'll be the day in which you reach the level of perfection you're 
unfortunately trying to achieve yeah um and and that's i think has been the one of the biggest lies of the enemy as well it's just like we've we've we live a lot more to religion than we do to righteousness Mm -hmm. and so we live to like these standards and these structures that we've created for ourselves and we call them religion um, yes when really it's just our own preferences being put into what isn't already you can't it's the it's the idea of jesus plus nothing like Mm -hmm. you can't add to the gospel yet we do it every day and we've been doing we've been doing it for centuries right and so now there's all these program systems entire belief systems entire doctrines you know denominations that are built around the concept of this is the gospel and everything we do is the gospel and it's like Mm -hmm. hey it's actually not Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's that's been my probably my biggest learning curve like of having to unlearn that's true some of those things Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people yeah that, that grew up in uh church or around church uh, experience that that it's more about rules than anything mm-hmm. uh, you know but jesus the first person he went after was matthew a tax collector and he just said follow me he never asked yeah. him to do anything uh, the only prerequisite to follow jesus was that you're a sinner uh, you know we all have that in common <laughs> but for so long yeah. you know those of us that grew up anywhere near the church that's what you knew man you have mm-hmm. to do these things you have to behave these ways you have to do this not do that mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole list and not about what jesus had done for sure that's yeah. good man that's good so how do you, and, and this is just a question, I think, for, for Charlie, man, how do you take what you both have been through and make that make sense for the, in the context of a marital relationship? Because that's, <laughs> that's really difficult. Those are two big bags that you came in the relationship with. And so how do you make that make sense? And also just for you in particular, I think that's a question for both of you, but the question for you in particular is how do you make, make that make sense in the ministerial-like context? Like you being a pastor... Like, how does that work for you when it's like, man, how do I reconcile this idea of like, I'm a pastor, but like, I've been through this divorce. Yep. You know, I'm a pastor, but I've been through this, this these hard seasons where it's like, you know, pastors don't do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've heard people and this is not, this is not you. This is like the redemption in your life, which I yes. love. And I love that we, yeah. that we go to a church that allows that for that mm-hmm. redemption. But I've, I've heard people many times be like, Hey, oh, oh no, you've been divorced. You can't be a pastor. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I was told that uh, a lot, uh, I first felt called to ministry when I was young uh, and immediately started pursuing it. As a matter of fact, when I was married out in Texas, I was working at a church. Mm. Uh, at the time I walked through the divorce, I stepped down from my position to not create waves. No one ever asked me to, so I didn't think anything of that being a disqualifier. But uh, very quickly after divorce was finalized, moved back home, started serving in a local church where my parents were at, was just honestly told, hey, your story's a little rough for these teenagers, we don't really want it here. Uh, And and I got told that over and over and over. And so I actually began to question uh, what I was doing. Uh, Because before that point, I had been in ministry full-time for about six years, six and a half years. uh, And I thought I was going to do that forever. And so for a long time, I wrestled with did I disqualify myself from ministry? Uh, there's some verses you could go pull out of context that I was using, uh, that the devil was using against me, saying, hey, you're disqualified. You're mm-hmm. no longer capable of this. You're no longer able to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was hard. Uh, there was a long season where I began uh, to just think I messed it up and or the church was a screwed up place. Uh, but either way, I couldn't be a part of it. And so uh, it was It was tough. Uh, but through a series of, of having uh, good 
influences in my life, both in the church and out of it, just speaking life to me of mm. you're not disqualified. Yeah. You are still capable. You are still able. Your story is not the end of anything. It's the beginning of mm. what Jesus is doing. So you know, what was so much of my pain in my past had now become a platform for me uh, to speak life and truth to people. Uh, and so, uh, but I still was nervous about uh, being in the church. And I remember the first time I, I began to volunteer, volunteer in a church, not paid to be there, but volunteer in a church after uh, that had happened. Uh, it was actually after I'd met Courtney, she invited me to church a bunch. I told her that you got to be joking. The church is a crazy place. I'm not right. going there. Uh, but I remember getting plugged in uh, to the church and I was excited. I got asked to be on the worship team uh, and I went to meet with the worship pastor because I knew he needed to know my story. And if he knew my story, I, I thought it was going to be the end of it. So actually, we sat down together, told him my story with tons of shame and my head down. And he's like, "All right, cool. When can you start?" And that was a <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was a it was a hey. it was a crazy moment uh, when I realized I'm like, "Wait, what do you mean? Didn't you hear what I said? Right. I, I, I've I've been here. I've done these things." He goes, "Yeah." When can you start? And mm-hmm. I just remember that being this transformational moment of holy cow, I can actually do something. God mm-hmm. wants to use me. What what I thought was uh, had disqualified me is only yeah. going to make me even more capable for what God has so for me. True. And, and it's only grown from there. That was five years ago, mm-hmm. six years ago. Okay. Uh, and I've been back in full-time ministry now for about uh, three and a half years okay. of that. And so it was really cool to see that you know the, the story... Yes. Come full circle again, and life. and God opened doors for me to be in uh, in ministry, and so uh, it's still tough. I had a conversation this week about it. I'm preaching at a, a church this coming Sunday, yeah. not my home church, a church in Alabama, uh, and I asked somebody, "Hey, I'm not sharing this piece of my story, and it's because I'm afraid that they won't hear the message of the gospel." Mm-hmm. And so it still haunts me. Wow. Uh, and and I was reminded by peers and mentors that. Uh, the gospel can be offensive, but the grace of Jesus will overcome all of that. Mm. Uh, so it's still something that can haunt me. Wow. Uh, but I think it's a lie from the devil. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen that played out in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's incredible, man. And I think it's amazing. I just want to just put this in there again. I'm just sitting here in awe of both of you guys. Absolutely. Because of your like just incredible bravery. I feel like I could just break down in tears right now because... Um, there's actually nothing that can point more to the gospel than um, than just our raw, authentic, this is my, like what we were talking about, this is my mess. Nothing else points to the gospel more than the fact that we need a Savior. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yes. For, we, I think we compare ourselves to each other, mm-hmm. uh, but the only comparison is, is Jesus, mm-hmm. and we're all in such desperate need of yes. who He is yeah. for us, no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I could not agree more. Um, that's been that's been probably like the the most of the the bulk of the kick that I've been on. I think in general, uh, as of lately, it's just man like a lot of people to hear that message. That message of grace, like the mm-hmm. word grace, has just been stuck in my head for months now. Of just like people aren't hearing it, people aren't getting it. Like like there are people living in bondage right now, like to their own trappings. Like mm-hmm. and you know, freedom. like not yeah. everything is the devil. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to keep you. That's here. good. Yeah. You know That's saying? good. But not everything Come is on. the devil. Like yes. Some mm-hmm. some people are keeping themselves trapped in that. Yes. In that stuff, man. And and it's it's just it's mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. So just like she said, thank you. Like thank yeah. you for, for being that man. Um, I get. I think a good transitional point for us is like where. So where do you where do you go from here? Right. You're you're in the marriage. Like what does that look like? First first mm-hmm. few years. You're six years in now. 
But like first year, well, what is that? First three like? months, first four months, because we're at like the four four month marker right here. That's right. Well, Coming up on five. Yeah, mm-hmm. as um, as y'all have probably caught on, we're we're pretty uh, fast paced. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so like to the day, six months into our marriage is when I found out I was pregnant with wow. our first child. Let go. Um, so you know, of course, it like comes up with all the excitement and all of that. Um, but then, you know, we're still trying to figure out the role of husband and wife right? Mm. and then throw in the role of mom and dad on top of that. Mm. Uh, we and heal from baggage still. Yeah. I mean, we're still from baggage. Yeah. <laughs> together trying to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, we honestly, that first like year and a half, the best way that we have been able to describe it is we just felt like we were living in a house that was on fire <laughs> and we couldn't get out. <laughs> Wolf. Wow, that's intense. What exactly does that mean? <laughs> yeah, there were there were definitely some low moments of of uh, her being afraid of not being enough, mm. me being afraid of uh, ruining things, uh, someone breaking my trust, and so both of us had moments of harshness. I'll talk more about my mess than yeah. hers. I'll let her share. Uh, but I know for me, in the first year, I had to learn a lot of hard lessons about words. Mm. Uh, you know, I was always the aggressive arguer. I wanted to make sure the the safest way not to get hurt was to hurt somebody more. Mm. Wow. And so anytime arguments would come up or fights, anything that, that, that could possibly hurt me, I had to make sure I was more hurtful. Because mm. uh, if she was hurting more, I still won. Mm. I'm, I'm not I'm not the hurt one here. You're hurt. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and words was always the way I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh I like to think I'm a decent communicator, mm-hmm. uh, which is a double-edged sword. That that gift of communication yeah. is wicked yes. when turned towards hate. And uh, yeah. there's actually one conversation that was a big uh, shift in my head before we found out we were pregnant. Uh, we were in a big argument, and uh, I was getting ready to leave for work, and it, I don't even know what we were arguing about. I, I couldn't tell you ever what things that we argued about. You probably, probably didn't change a diaper again or something. No, we had no kids yet. Probably didn't put a, like, I don't know. It's probably crazy stuff. But we were in a huge fight. And I remember I yelled at her before I left. I said, I hope you get in a car wreck today. And I slammed the door and left. Uh, what, I mean, I mean that, you know, right. but it's like, man, it's hateful. I got yeah. her now. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm meaner than she is. And I left and I was at work. Uh, and it was probably five, six hours into work. I get a phone call from my brother-in-law. He's like crying, like frantic. I'm like, bro, what's going on? And in tears, he says, we just got into a car wreck. Wow. And uh, I was in the middle of helping a customer, and I walked out of the store. I I worked at Verizon. I walked out of the store, uh, and I was about an hour and 15 minutes from where they were. Uh, I knew that she was okay, uh, but going to the hospital because an airbag exploded, uh, an airbag dust in your eyes is painful. So I knew she was headed to the hospital in a good condition, but headed to the hospital. Uh, and it, for an hour and 15 minute drive home from uh, north of Nashville to, to Spring Hill where we lived, uh, I just wept to call my dad. I was like, man, what's wrong with me? Why, why would I do these things, say these things? And uh, I learned several hard lessons. That's a hard one yeah. uh, to say something you don't mean. And actually that happened that day. Mm. Um, wouldn't recommend ever for anyone. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a hard lesson. It was one of those moments I was like, okay, I cannot say whatever I want to. Uh, it's mm. not acceptable, and and I still struggle with words, but saying uh, outrageous things like that, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, I learned a really hard lesson mm-hmm. uh, in the early years of our marriage of yeah. uh, that 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 just can't that can't happen, mm. um, and that's part of the house on fire. There are many yeah. more moments, wow. I'm sure. Wow, <laughs> good. I uh, it's because 
I mean, that, that hits me in a, in a different spot because I think there was a one day we left and we were just like not in a good place. Mm-hmm. Like I left home and we were not in a good place. Yeah. And um, there's been a couple of days. I, I'm very, let me just first say this actually, preface this. I'm very thankful that we go to a church where I came in, like I, I, I shot out a text. There was a couple of, because after this time I shot out a text and said, hey, we're going through something right now. Like we're going through the first couple of months. And they were like, take your time. You come in when you're ready. That's good. Mm-hmm. He said, like, I literally had, I had my, my boss tell my direct report, report at the time tell me. He was like, mm-hmm. hey, man, I'd, I'd much rather you not come in than you leave. Yes. In, in, in disarray. Mm-hmm. And I've never known that type of freedom it, to be able to like process through something. Mm-hmm. And it's people that cared that much about my relationship. Now, again, that was after the fact. Rewind. I was pissed one day and it was not happy and I left the house and we just didn't talk like mm-hmm. that day. And man, I, that was in the back of my mind, like something like that, like some bad's going to happen. Cause like yeah. my, my, like I saw, I grew up and I was like, I promise you, like this is the one thing I was taught not to do. Yeah. And I'm it's doing to it. leave angry. Oh yeah. bro. Like, and I'm doing it. I'm mm-hmm. doing it and I'm doing it to, I'm doing it big. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm stewing in my emotions right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And I'm still mad. I'm at work mad. And man, like we got we got back home and, and we just had to process through that one. I mean, that one that yeah. one was hard in particular because it was just like I anything could have happened. And mm-hmm. that could have been the last thing I said to you. And man, to die without your conscience? Yeah. For somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like that that would have ruined me. Well, mm-hmm. I think part of our first year, that's what was so part of what was so difficult is that I worked a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he was married to his job. Yeah, well, and some of it was like <laughs> wow. I, I wanted yeah. to be, but also I had to be to stay there. Yeah, uh, I wasn't in a place where my boss would have ever let me take care of my marriage first. Mm, yeah, uh, and so it made it difficult because there was sometimes it was like I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. It was well, I mean, I had a choice, but I chose the job, which was providing for my family. So mm-hmm. that's a hard choice to make. So I right. provide for my family financially, or do I stay in this moment emotionally? Uh, and so it was really hard to to do that. And we were in that for several years of marriage. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then combine that with... A newborn. A newborn. <laughs> and, and I think our biggest struggle was I never knew the freedom of talking about things. Mm-hmm. Some of that's my personal flaw yeah. uh, of, of the character I am. I've got to be stern and hard. And, you know, uh, and so I never talked about things. And so I think the, the hardest part was we thought we were the only ones who felt what we felt. Wow. Uh, no one would understand. Uh, some of that came back to my trust issues, but no one would understand. Nobody yeah. would walk with us. Because your first year is supposed to be the honeymoon. You know? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone around us is like, oh, the first year is the best. And we're like, we what? hadn't seen it. Yeah. Like, this we we the hadn't best felt it. Ours, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. we even got in a, a big argument on our honeymoon. Uh, yes. Really? And all vulnerably. I'm pretty sure I threw my rings at him on our honeymoon. Oh. If you want to get real. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And we were we were fine afterwards. I, I, I told you guys we had dinner together, and I was telling you guys that you know our personality types were either ultimate best friends or ultimate enemies, and mm-hmm. we felt those enemy moments mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, yeah, we I mean we felt it wow. on the honeymoon, and so when everyone around you says, "Man, the first year's a honeymoon," for us it wasn't. Yes, uh, and I think it's we started with baggage and. Honestly, we expected each other to fix it mm-hmm. for the first few years. Uh, I valued her very greatly. And so she's like, cool, I can give him my baggage. Uh, she 
was with me even at my worst. And so I was like, cool, I can trust her with my baggage. Yeah. And so we basically gave each other our own baggage and hmm. carrying somebody's weight of that, we, we quickly realized it was, yeah, <laughs> right. it was more disastrous. Mm-hmm. And so wow. we were healing from baggage together. Uh, mm-hmm. If I had to do all again, I'd do it absolutely again with her. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely tough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man, I, I can attest to that, uh, that ideal that the first year of marriage is perfect. Uh, or that it's a honeymoon, man. I don't know what it was, and, and I and maybe for some people it is, or we're all lying. I'm not really sure which one it is. It, it's possible. It, yeah. yeah, I think we're all lying. <laughs> like I think that's that's really the the whole point of this podcast is for me to expose everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> got him. Okay, but no, I, I feel like it was like we got home, we landed mm. like on the plane, and it just felt like yep. Well, we're gonna go through it. Like that, like a week after yeah. week after week, it was a new thing. It was like, man, what is it this week? I was like, this is our third week of marriage. Why is this so difficult? Mm. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, to be honest, I think it, I mean, it started as soon as, you know, the wedding day hit because we both became like, I mean, I mean, just to be honest, I think we both came into this um, with a lot of bitterness and some unforgiveness just just towards different different areas of life. But I think when you're holding on to anything like that and coming into a marriage and thinking that this person can fix it, you'll crumble, you know? Yeah. Yes. You, yes. We weren't yeah. meant to carry that for each other. We, won't, we weren't meant to fix that. I wasn't ever yeah. meant. God did not create me to to fix Christoph, to be his savior, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I, I mean, I can't. I, I think for me, too, I think emotionally. So here, I think. Part of the part of the issue is like, I think it felt like she wanted to fix the things in me that were broken, right? Because mm-hmm. there was there was pieces of me that I was coming in brokenness from past relationships, from you know familial stuff, from stuff with stuff with family, you know, during our relationship, after I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, you know, she was thinking that, that oh, I can come and fix those pieces, and so I'm a point. Not out, even aware. Yeah, right now, I'm a point out those flaws mm-hmm. when I see them. I'm gonna because and and. This is a phrase I dislike in our house, to be honest with you. But like in the name of loving correction. Yeah. I, I'm going to point out those flaws. Like I'm a, like, oh, hey, like you do this a lot. Well, because love, love doesn't say um, I love you a lot, but um, it, yes. you know, it, it doesn't say that. It's grace yeah. and truth. Yeah. And we, we talk a lot about those things in our home. Yep. Uh, just because it's true doesn't mean it should be said. Yep. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of true things. You shouldn't walk up to people in public and say to their face. Come on. It ain't very graceful. <laughs> yeah. And in marriage, uh, I've probably had more moments of direct truth without grace. Mm-hmm. Um, but but balancing that because Mm -hmm. there is a healthy amount of truth needed in marriage. I need my wife to tell me when I'm missing the mark as a husband or as a parent or as a Christian or as a leader. She's called me out in ministry things. I just recently walked through a conviction moment of my ego getting too large and it started with my wife's Mm -hmm. graceful truth. Uh, And so grace and truth are very much needed in marriage. Uh, But it it can be hard to bring the grace in. It's easy to speak the truth. You do this. It's easy to speak the truth sometimes and forget how that grace plays Uh into that. Yeah. Yeah, And that's the piece I I don't think I felt because Mm -hmm. I I have, you know, it's this idea of walking in accountability. I didn't walk in accountability prior to my relationship with McKenna. Like, I mean, we had 
That's a lot good. of people. We had a lot of people hovering over the relationship in a positive way, like not yep. a bad thing. Yeah, people it's had our like, best in mind. Yeah, absolutely. But I had to become okay with the with like the idea of other people joining in our relationship because mm-hmm. everything in me wanted to be like, "Hey, man, y'all back up." Like, I don't, I don't need bubble your, space. I, oh, for sure. I don't need your consent. I don't need your approval. Like, this is not like you not marrying her. Like, so <laughs> I am. Yes. And so I, that was, was a lot of that stubbornness in me that I had to work out. But at the same time, with that, it was this idea of loving correction. Mm-hmm. And it's not always positive. Yeah. Because what it is, it's like, oh, like, here is me handing down correction to you. And what it feels like, I can't speak about what it looks like. I can only speak about what it feels like to me. What it feels like is that you have accepted a position as the more morally superior Mm. Mm. like mate you are now the more morally superior mate and i am the the less i'm the lesser and so every time that you hand down correction Mm -hmm. you're literally handing it down it's like hey here you go Mm -hmm. like that's another that's a strike for you you keep doing that and you need to fix it yeah and that's what it felt and like me being so kind of uh eight ish uh with my personality uh enneagram wise like i wasn't having it yep. i was like you're not gonna sit here and demean me in my own home mm. like i've never said that before <laughs> actually i think i said that yesterday <laughs> probably i'm pretty sure i said it last night <laughs> okay so please don't hear me wrong or hear us wrong um and it sound like our, you know the past few months have been hell because they haven't you yeah. know i it's they we've had the sweetest moments oh. i love it i believe yes, yes. we get it yeah but um but there's <laughs> but been a lot nice of extremes absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because we don't and say that they exist well, that's yeah. what, right that's what makes things snowball i don't think any marriage started out total hell Mm -hmm. Uh, i think every marriage that got there started out as something small that snowballed i know our marriage Mm -hmm. did and honestly it it was could have very easily snowballed completely out of control and and at points it should have Mm. uh, but by the grace of god it didn't yeah Uh, but it didn't start there and so i I definitely think i hear where you come from it's not that your marriage is hell it's not but (laughs) pointing out those small things not pointing out but talking about those small things with other people you trust and other people that care about you is what can keep those from becoming a massive issue yeah you know this canyon starts as a crack when you Mm -hmm. talk about little cracks it's not a big deal right it can easily be fixed yeah but as it grows in silence it becomes uncontrollable right you could you can't put a band-aid on it anymore yes you know um but Yep. I think, I think not like, so six years in. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think you're better now than you were then. Yes. Yes. Which is, which <laughs> Thank, is important yes. to say. Thank like, Lord. She's great. not better. She was always the best. Hey, come on. <laughs> yeah. you're get, you're getting points. So I sweet. Hear, I hear getting points, man. Uh-huh. Like, so all of a sudden, you know, you, you've got six months in. You're like, oh, the new baby. New Finally, baby. you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Now, let's fast forward a little bit because now you're on your. We just said fourth. our fourth. Yep. Four. Fourth baby. <laughs> so sweet. In the matter of six years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. A lot of life. Okay. <laughs> so, number one question is. What made you guys want such a big family? Like, what did you guys grow up with a lot of siblings where you were like, yeah, I want to have a house full of kids? 
Well, um, I, I, I don't want to speak for both of us. I think we love how kids come about more than we love kids. Okay, nah, stop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 you can take it from there. Thanks. Come on, um, Bless them. No, like, honestly, um, my view of, like, how we... Our view. I totally agree. Go well, ahead. yeah. Sorry. Um, we both have... We're not the Dolberries. We have different aunts mm-hmm. and uncles. Uh, <laughs> and uh, callbacks. Episode so, two. Y'all check that out. <laughs> so we have uh, two separate. He has an aunt and uncle. I have an aunt and uncle that um, have done a lot with foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt and uncle at one point in time had 16 kids. <sighs> um, and so, but like. How many did they foster total? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I should find out. But like, you know, to us, it was they were family, Mm -hmm. you know, we never questioned like who came in and who left. And like, um, Charlie and I have even gone to Atlanta and visited one of my foster cousins. Like I'm still keep in touch with them, even though they've like been reunified with like biological parents and things like that. Mm. Um, and so honestly we kind of just had this view of like, we, we wanted our family, um, to look like what heaven will look like, you know, like just big interracial, um, you know, which I just can't keep Charlie off of me though. Maybe we'll get to that (laughs) point soon. She makes a fair point. I'm not arguing with it. Um, but we will get there. (laughs) Yeah. We've always wanted a big crew from the beginning. We always said we wanted to have four or five and adopt four or five or six. And so, uh, and it's crazy, uh, but we reference it as arguing crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that we're special people. We are not special people, uh, but God's chosen to allow us to be a part of something special. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we love it. Uh, we, our kiddos are close. Yeah. We have yeah. four kiddos and obviously been married six years. Our oldest just turned five. We have a five-year-old, three-year-old, two-year-old, and a five-month-old. So mm-hmm. we absolutely love the busyness of it, but it's yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely love that. Man, I guess we can get into just kind of the last piece, and I think this is like so crucial. Um, uh, just to just the, the importance of of a marriage, man. This is laughter. Clearly, you guys are hilarious. Like you, you love. <laughs> yeah, all She's night witty. we've been laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She got them jokes. I promise. That's really true, bro. And I, I just want to hear it, man. Like what, 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 what's weird? What's weird about your marriage? What's, We've got plenty of stuff. So, oh my yeah. gosh, weird, weird. Yeah, we're getting weird. I wasn't ready for this. It's about to get. What's weird? What's weird about What's the Georgias? What's something weird about the Georgias? Oh, gosh. You go first. What? Me? <laughs> weird. Everything? I'm like a um, 12-year-old boy. Everything in my head's about farting. Yeah. But I don't feel like that's what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, then I'm going to come with something else. To, to what we had said. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, yeah. We would poop with the door open. <laughs> You don't do that. We cut that out. We so we cut that out. The uh, I second do episode. because yeah. I, I'm used to, like I got to. I have kids running around. Yes. What if something happens? What's well, different? Like, she don't poop with the door when no. I'm there. So we <laughs> cut. My grandmother did that. Like, though. I'm wrong with you. We're gonna I don't keep want this. this. We're gonna keep this in here. We cut that out of episode two because we we didn't have time. But 
gonna get this off. I'm gonna get this story oh, off. Man. First of get all, it off we, my chest. we poop with the door open in this household, and the reason maybe for we that, should stop doing that. No, no, I don't no, no. know. We or have, com- we no, have conversations. No. We have conversations, and we poop with the door open because here's the thing: I don't want to. Okay, break. Christoph does. Get out of here. You poop with the door open too. <laughs> don't get out of here blaming stuff. You poop with the door open too, and we both enjoy it. But I don't. It. I don't like look you in the eyes having a conversation. Yes, yes you do. Yes, you I feel do. like the, there's a lot of shame there. No, it's not, there's no shame. Don't look at me. The only thing I ask you to do is not look at me while I wipe. That's the only. Okay, that's, sorry. TMI, everybody. No, no. Hey. It is what it is. It's the only level of uncomfortability it, I have. My, it's like, my don't. children do that. I'm like, get out right now. I feel weird. <laughs> Bro, but I grew, I grew up in a household, man, where I like the door open. Normal thing. Like normal thing. Like yeah, I, I don't I don't know what no, it was I, about yeah. my house, but like it was normal. And so for me, now we've created something to where like. That's what we're gonna pass down to the next generation. It's like it's okay. <laughs> for we you have to, to poop. instill this in our children. For yes. sure, it's okay for you it. to have the poop, and we just keep candles going constantly. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Maybe that was uh, no. Yeah, okay, so no, that's what's weird. That's it. hilarious. We're looking for that. Yeah, I did mention farting, and things got out of control. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You mentioned farting around us, and we'll, we'll take hey. it from there. Yeah. No, I mean that's all I can think of still. <laughs> hey man, poop culture. You gotta go below line of shame. Uh, yes, <laughs> and we went first, it. so. Weird. I just feel like there's so much about us that's weird. Like, what oh. do you pick? Well, I can think of something unique about you guys that I feel like people would want to know or think is interesting. Go for it. Where do you guys live? And how many animals do you have? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Most people would think it's weird. Yeah. yeah. I think live, it's awesome. We live in Columbia. Um, and we have uh, two dogs, one cat, Um Four horses for now because only the Georges would have a pregnant horse. <laughs> oh my gosh! No. Do you really? Yeah, I want to be there when they have that. when this horse has its baby. What is it? a cow? A foal. Oh, cow. Have you ever a had a? Have I'm you sorry. ever had a? Have you ever seen a foal being born? It's not pretty. Uh, so just like I YouTube, most so foals are yeah, born be between there. like eleven and one in the morning. So like chances three. are we're not going to see it either. But mm-hmm. if we get out at like two a.m. and it's there, we're going to call we're gonna you. We're going to put up like a trail cam. McKenna, come quick! There's a baby <laughs> on the way. I'm yes. serious. Okay. So oh, we got GoPros at the fair. See? Set up a GoPro. You think I can borrow Wait. your GoPro? Yes, bro. Wow. Okay, cool. So nobody has to be there? Like nobody has to help with this? It just no. is so. That mom is I N D E P E N D E N T. What? Independent, independent. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Wow, I cannot spell. <laughs> hey, quick question though. How did you? How did that happen? Did you? Did your horse? horses mate? Or uh, did you, so you don't have to explain horse, okay. horse sex to me. I'm. I'm we, we. Some people say that I just petted it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and they got pregnant. She's got no. We uh, so we bought her that way. Oh, uh, we didn't know. Too, though. Uh, the lady wow. said there's no way the horse is pregnant, mm, but she has yeah. studs. Uh, and so when we called her and said, oh, it's pregnant. She goes, well, there was that one time my stud got out. So I don't know how long uh, he was out, but long enough. Oh she done backed up to that fence line. <laughs> Sorry, Zola. Is that our weird? We talk about how horses back into the fence. That's weird. Okay, there's our weird. That's your weird. That's your weird. The fact that you have horses. And then secondly, um, that. <laughs> yeah, we... It got weird. I'm okay. Sorry, I'm Sorry, okay guys. with it, and that's I'm what I'm just telling you. We're weird, and we're keep and we're Any conversation with us, I'm sure you can pick something out. I love it, man. I love it. I I I think that's absolutely exceptional, and I think you guys are absolutely exceptional. Like yeah. seriously, man. Yeah. I thank you guys so much yeah, for being willing you. to take the time, like go below the line of shame, mm-hmm. but like share your love for each other because it's clear. Like yeah. only yeah. you you can only be friends. You can only make these types of jokes when you're friends with each other. Mm-hmm. You can only talk. And also, also, and something we're we're learning and we're learning from you as well. It's like you can only 
talk freely about your past with someone that knows you that well mm-hmm. and somebody yes. that loves you that much. Yes. You know, because that's been my number one thing is like, man, I, I think at times we've both walked on eggshells about mm-hmm. our past. Oh, There's yeah. things we haven't yeah. revealed. There's stuff still we're do. still revealing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and it's like, hey, it's because, you know, we're still learning each other. But what I see very clearly displayed in your relationship is like the freedom that you all have found Absolutely. in each other's testimonies. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I'm telling you, that's going to speak volumes to yeah. so many people. It speaks volumes to us. Yeah. So thank you, man. And I know it's been powerful for us. And one thing I'll tell you is like, it's never too late to reveal things from your past. Yeah, mm. never. Because uh, there there was a there was something that I, uh, three or four years ago we went through that actually I revealed to her stuff that had happened three, four years before that. Wow. Uh, just because constantly keep seeking freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. if you can't dump it all at once, I understand. Walk through things, but constantly revealing and, and finding freedom is is powerful. Mm-hmm. That's so good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. That's so good. Well, man, where, where, can, where can they find you? Where can they follow you at? I know you got several because you guys are. Uh, you can shoot me some mail at eleven eighty five. Just kidding. What is mail? Just kidding. Uh, I have no clue what my Instagram uh, handle is. Yeah. Okay, so our family Instagram handle, if you want to follow that, is our good crazy. Oh, I need to follow. That's that. what you should our follow because you can get to all of us. Yeah, you yes. can get to all of us. Um, but other than that, ours is the exact same. Wait, with our is names. it our good it's, crazy or our good crazy farm? It's our good crazy. Oh, uh, y'all, yes. I don't do social well. Yeah, and we can see your donkey on there. Says the students pastor. Uh, my Instagram is Courtney underscore F underscore George. Nice. Mine is Charlie <laughs> underscore A underscore George. Hey. Okay. Hey. hey, who did that first? Me. <laughs> All right. Your mama. <laughs> That's good. There. So clever. Hey, she just sunned you. It was fun. Uh, well, man, thank you guys so much. Seriously. Thank yeah. you. Thank you guys. This has been Appreciate awesome. You. you guys are great. You're great. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Learning on the Job podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Learning on the Job Pod. That's at Learning on the Job Pod. We'll just be posting gems, different nuggets of wisdom from the interviews that we conduct, interviews with couples like the Georges. And if you love listening to Learning on the Job, make sure you screenshot a picture of you listening to it and hashtag Learning on the Job Pod. Also, make sure you share, mention, and tag a friend who might need to listen to this as well. That's right, guys. Share, tag, mention everybody and anybody that you think needs to hear this. We just want this to be a resource for everybody. And if you really love the podcast, you can subscribe to it and rate it on your platform of choice. We would love to hear that. We love to hear feedback of what you think about the episodes and how it is that we can continue to get better. And so we would love to hear that from you guys. Babe, where where can they find you? At McKenna underscore Hart. And you can find me at Christoph Hart. This is the Learning on the Job podcast.